Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep. Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocers and the Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you. Marinero, the sick podcast. Today's topic, who will be the next captain of the Montreal Canadiens? Joining me right now to discuss... From Le Journal de Montréal, he's one of my favorites, Jonathan Bernier. Comment ça va, mon chum? Yeah, great. It's always, it's always great to be on vacation, Tony, so I'm really fine. <laughs> Sorry if I'm bothering you on vacation. The show is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Go to myessentia.com slash sickpod and use code sickpod for a free pillow with your purchase. Essentia Beyond Organic Sleep. No one is sleeping in the summer because it's really beautiful outside, but we can smell hockey. It's right around the corner, and the Montreal Canadiens have a huge decision. Jonathan, who will be their captain for the 2021-2022 season with Shea Weber out for the entire season and possibly on the verge of retirement? I can think of three names, and I want to go through them with you right now, and we'll start with Brendan Gallagher. I would imagine if there's a fan's choice, it would be him. But he, would he be the best choice? I ask you. I think so. I cannot see any uh, any other uh, player than him right now in the Montreal Canadiens locker room. And I think for the management, this is the same the same thing. I mean, the decision will be easy for them, I'm sure, at least for this year, because you know, uh, Mark Bergeron likes to talk about boxes. You know, uh, checking the boxes. So we have leadership, hard work, courage, always a guy who is always well-prepared. And this is exactly what uh, uh, Marc Bergevin wants his leaders to show, to teach to the young players and to the prospect. And because of all those qualities, uh, Brendan Gallagher has the, the, the respect uh, of his teammates, which is really important in the dressing room when the, the management or the coach want to, to send a message. And... The reverse as well when the players want to to know something about uh, about the coach or about the the way the team is going. I would say there are other things where he checks the boxes too. One is obviously experience. Uh, drafted by the Montreal Canadiens, he's been a Montreal Canadian for the longest time. Yeah. And uh, another one would be, of course, is that uh, he has a six year deal that's going to start now at six point five million dollars. So he's going to be a Montreal Canadian for quite some time, unless, of course. He gets traded. The Canadians don't name captains every day. They usually want the same captain to be captain for as long as possible. Right. So he has that going for him as well, Jonathan. You're right. And you grew up in this organization. He was molded into this organization. And when you hear Marc Bergevin talk about him, it's like if it's, it would be his, his, his own son. When Remember when he signed them? Uh, well, the last time he signed his contract, he said that he would go to... Uh, to the war with uh, with Brendan Gallagher, and he has only compliment uh, for uh, for for uh, for the the winger. So, yeah, and, and and the other thing I would add to that, and it's maybe not important for the everybody, uh, you know, the the, the fans or uh, people who follow the Montreal Canadiens, but for us, it is important. I mean, uh, he, he is always there, uh, Brendan Gallagher, when it's after a game, even if it's a loss, 
when it's a win. He is always there to talk to us. He never refuses an interview. So sometime in the dressing room, he's there for like 20 minutes. You can do a first wave with him. Then you go to other see other players, and you you could come back, and you, he's, he's gonna be there until everybody, every reporters, has what they what they want from from him. So that's a really uh, that's that's a good a huge point for him. And people will say, well, yeah. Weber wasn't like that, but I know Weber is a, a guy of his of his own style. It's not mandatory. But it's definitely a plus, especially here in Montreal. You talked about Mark Bergevin, his last two captains, Max Pacioretty, which was at the time voted by the players, and his most recent captain, of course, Shea Weber, which was named by Mark Bergevin. You would think that if it's Mark Bergevin's choice, it is going to be Gallagher. You talked about Bergevin and Gallagher. On a couple of occasions when Bergevin was asked about Gallagher, he got emotional. Yeah, that's it. That's right. I mean... uh... He, he saw the player grow. Uh, he saw the player f- fight for it. You know, it's it was a, a late round pick. Uh, this, uh, this 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 guy, and uh, uh, so he, he, I think he see him, Bergevin see him in the the type of player that uh, that Brendan Gallagher is. You know, going through all of those injuries, uh, always come back to play to give his one hundred percent, give all that he got on the ice, and it's it, it brings some emotion to uh, to to Mark. Uh, uh, because the way of Brendan is playing and the way he's acting with his, uh, his teammate and within the, the organization. I'm Marinero. It's the Sick Podcast, and he's Jonathan Bernier, and he's vacationing. we got to get him some of these. Cherry River Hard Seltzer, only 90 calories, natural flavors, no preservatives, now available in Quebec Grocers and the Breer Store. Uh, Sante Moncham, I'll have some for you. Hold on. All right. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. Let's talk about the one negative, I think, in naming Brendan Gallagher as captain. And that is, we know that when scorers are named captain, and I know that Gallagher is more than a scorer, but if you take a look at the last three years, he's been one of the best scorers on the Montreal Canadiens. Mm-hmm. Scores, you usually like to keep them free and and, and, of, and as little responsibility as possible. And I get it. There are some guys who are big-time scorers in the National Hockey League. Who are captains? But in Montreal, we know there is a ton of pressure being the captain of the Montreal Canadiens. Gallagher's number one thing that he's going to have to do, I think, is score. And I know there's other players there that will score as well, and Toffoli will be asked to score, and so will Cole Caulfield, and so will Josh Anderson, and so will Mike Hoffman, and the list goes on and on. But needless to say, on a team that has had a hard time scoring goals over several years, Brendan Gallagher has been one of their best goal scorers, and they're going to need him to score goals again. Don't you think that the pressure of being the captain might hinder his ability to score goals? Uh, I agree with you. With that, it's a lot of pressure. Sometimes uh, people, you know, scramble into into uh, that, that pressure. But for Brendan Gallagher, he the only thing that he doesn't have right now is the letter C on his sweater. He, he, he already does the the job of a captain, I think, within the room with uh, his teammate and with us as uh, as re- his reporter. So I don't think it's going to change the way he's going to play, the way he's going to handle himself. I also have a, a negative that maybe you will agree. It's that sometimes sometime you can be too emotional. You know, when the, the sometimes when the, the 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 stakes are high or the score is a little bit tough, the, the game is tight. Uh, he can maybe lose his composure. With uh, that's the thing that Sherwood did, and you know, Sherwood yeah. was the guy who was cooling everybody else. You know, everything's gonna be fine. And sometimes Brendan uh, is uh, is like a you know a pure yeah. horse, so it's, he cannot you know 
yeah. not able to, to, to stabilize everything. So whether it's be- the team going through a losing streak or whether yeah. it's him struggling personally, let's not forget when he got benched uh, in the playoffs a couple of years ago uh, versus the Philadelphia Flyers, he was not happy at the time. But mind you, that's what makes him the competitor that he is because at the end of the day, who likes to be benched? All right, let's get to before we name who will be the next captain or who we'd like to see be the next captain of the Canadians. Let's get to another candidate, which I think is an excellent one. And that is Jeff Petrie, who um, is 34 years of age, or I believe will be 34 going into the season or early on in the season. I believe he'll hit 34 years of age. He was acquired via trade several years ago by the M- from the Edmonton Oilers. Um They re-signed him as an unrestricted free agent at a couple of contracts. Uh, He's a veteran. He's never too high. He's never too low. He has experience in the league. He plays a big role on this team. He's going to play 22-plus minutes per night. Uh, He, too, is also very good with the media and very well-respected in the room. I think he's got to be a top candidate. I agree with you. He's one of the top two candidates, I guess. And uh, more than that, uh, his family and him loves Montreal. They are involved in uh, a lot of projects with the, the, in English, it's the Montreal Canadians Children Foundation. Yeah. So this is, this is another huge part of being captain in Montreal is being involved uh, in the community. And that's a thing that he likes to do and his wife likes to do as well. Uh, as for the player, I mean, he, like, as you said, he's going to play uh, more than 22 minutes per game. He's going to be the quarterback on the, on the power play. Uh, he's going to be the guy who's going to drive the, uh, the, the offense by being the guy who can, you know, carry the puck through the uh, neutral zone. Always a good uh, first first pass. So, uh, and in the room, is good as well. It's like you say, he always even kill. You, you, you listen to him talk, even when it, when it goes bad or it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not good enough for the team. He's always calm and say, say, say what he has to say and, you know, I totally agree that it could be a a great candidate. Yeah, and both Gallagher and Petrie are guys that lead by example on the ice. I mean, they they work hard. They don't cut corners for sure. And if you want to get their jersey or a Montreal Canadiens jersey or any jersey of any team, and by the way, football is around the corner as well. You go to sportpubshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and more. Use code 615 for 15% off on all of their items. Are there any negatives to Jeff Petrie as a captain? Is he the kind of guy who can get in your face or does he have to? Uh, that could be, that could be a negative. That's, that's, you know, Schoeber has a, the players respected Schoeber because he was like the, a presence, a presence, you know, the big yeah. brother, the, the, maybe the father figure in the dressing room, which is not the case of, of Jeff Petrus maybe. Uh, you know, on the same level as the the other teammates. So is he the guy that can? Uh, if if Jeffrey Tree tells you, hey, you you have to to do more, or you have to, uh, you know, yeah, put your your working boots on. Is he? I don't know if he's gonna have the same, uh, you know, the same respect from the, yeah. the other players. All right, a, a guy who has opened a lot of people's eyes, obviously. With the, the season that he had, and he got better as the season went on, and he was able to take the next step in the playoffs, something that a lot of young players aren't able to do. He's only two years into his National Hockey League career, 
but already people are calling him a Krejci type player, a poor man's Patrice Bergeron. He has all the respect from Tampa Bay Lightning coach John Cooper, who told him that the playoffs was his coming out party. Is there any chance, in your opinion, that 21-year-old Nick Suzuki can take on the responsibility going into his third season as the captain of the Montreal Canadiens? If he was uh, playing in another market where hockey is not the main focus, I would say maybe, I would say yes, but not in Montreal. I mean, in Montreal, uh, it's too much pressure, as we said earlier, to be uh, a captain, especially at a young age. Mm -hmm. you, want, you want that guy to, to score goals. It's the future of your, of your, of your team. In a few years, you're going to be the best, the best all-around, at least the best all-around forward of this, of this team is may, and maybe the best all-around player of this team. I'm scared that if you gave him the, 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 the letter C right now, it's going to stop this progression. And maybe uh, he's not going to be the, 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 the Nick Suzuki that he could be in a, in a few years. I hear if, you. If Shea Weber come, comes back and if, yeah. he, and if he plays a few more seasons, which would be surprising, then it could be a good fit in maybe four or five years when he's going to be uh, 25 or 26 years old. All right. Uh, there's there's different other there's other possibilities that we're going to discuss in a second. Of course, you can listen to the Sick Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, and you can follow us on other social media platforms. A shout out to Sophistication Event Rentals, live music, DJ sound systems, tents, chairs, tables, decor, lightning, photo booth, TV screens. This summer in Montreal, if you want to have a special occasion or a party of some sort, they're your one stop shop. Call them 514-570-5770. Are there guys that we haven't talked about? Is there a dark horse in this? Is there, uh, is there someone that we haven't mentioned, not named, Brendan Gallagher, Jeff Petrie, or Nick Suzuki, that you think belongs in this conversation? I was maybe thinking about another defenseman, uh, Ben Sherratt. Uh, I know that the this contract's coming to an end uh, after the, uh, the, yeah. the the next season, but if he's got an extension, everything is possible. I think he has that kind of presence that Shea Weber has, maybe at a lower level, but he, you know he's a big, strong guy. He talks. I think he's always calm in the dressing room, and he's the type of guy with the presence that he can tell you to to play better or to give a little bit more. He can lead by uh, by example. He's always there yeah. for his teammate on the ice, fight for his teammates. We saw that a few times uh, during the season. Yeah. And I think he got a lot of respect from them because, because of what he can do for them. Joe, I was thinking the wild card could be Josh Anderson because on a couple of occasions during the playoffs, he talked about guys weren't playing well enough. The team wasn't playing well enough. He wasn't playing well enough. A couple of occasions he promised that the team would play better and it would start with him and, you know, he would lead the way. And on those occasions when he said that, he actually produced and he actually played well in those games. So I have Josh Anderson as my wild card. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think it's going to be Josh Anderson. But your wild card is Ben Sherratt. My yeah. wild card is Josh Anderson, who's also going to be under contract long-term because, of course, he signed a seven-year deal at $5.5 million per season. And that's a horse. I mean, he's always uh, full speed in the, in the other zone, always give his 100%. So, yes, could be, uh, could be a, a, a candidate at least to, 
to name to name uh, in, in in the pot, you know, in the pool. All right. So now there's another possibility. You just said, and we talked about Shea Weber will be out for the season. Mm-hmm. There's a possibility that it's a career-ending injury and that he's going to retire. But for now, the Canadians are saying he'll miss the upcoming season and we'll go from there. The possibility of not naming a captain for one year, reevaluating what Weber's situation will be like, and maybe giving them an opportunity this year without Weber for someone to step up and establish himself and then end up being the next captain of the Canadians should Weber retire. Doesn't that sound like a logical solution? I- I'm sure. I'm sure this is what is going to happen. Just for what you said, and also for the respect that the organization have to uh, to, to to Shea Weber. I mean, they they, they said that they, he's going to miss this season. They don't close the door for the other season. So if they think that he can be back next season, they will keep they will keep the the, the captaincy open for him to be back, just to show that he's still you know. He's still there, still with the team. He's still part of this team. So they, they're going to leave it free. And if he's not back next year, they're going to give it to uh, somebody else. And as you said, maybe this season, some of those dark horses may uh, may, be, uh, may take this opportunity to, to rise up and to show that they can do the job that Shea did for the last few years. All right. And you know what? That's the way I think it's going to go down as well. I think there will be no captain on the Montreal Canadiens for the 2021-2022 season. Uh, At that point, we'll see what happens with Shea Weber. I believe his career is over. I hope for him it's not. And I hope for Canadiens fans it's not as well. Obviously, if it's not, he comes back and he continues being the captain of the Montreal Canadiens. And then if his career is over, at that point, I think they'll see once again who established themselves as, as, as the guy. Okay, so... You say no captain for the Canadians this season. I say no captain for the Canadians this season. And it, it wouldn't be the Should, first time. It wouldn't be the first time. I remember yeah. after when uh, Saku Kaivu left. Yeah. Uh, they they brought the they brought uh, Brian Janta and Scott Gomez, and they 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 leave the there were no captain for a season before they gave it to uh, Brian Janta the year after. Well, that's not the only time. Remember um, Max Pacioretty. Yeah. Uh, was it P.K. Subban, Tomasz Plekanets, and Andrei Markov? Andre Markov? Yeah. Right? Four, Those four? Yeah. four so that was that as well. All right. Hey, listen, this has been a lot of fun. So your prediction, you say no captain for no the Montreal Canadiens the upcoming season. I say no captain for the Montreal Canadiens. But should they name a captain, should they, mm-hmm. you believe it'll be Gallagher? Number 11 all the way. And should they, I believe it will be Gallagher. Now, that's what they would do. That's what we believe they would do. What would you do if you had to name a captain? Well, I would, I would name Gallagher. I wouldn't. I would name Petrie. Oh, really? Oh, okay. As, as, listen, for the, the reasons I said before, as deserving as Gallagher is, I don't want all that pressure on him for the remaining years of his contract, which are a lot, six years, unless he gets traded, to have to deal with all of that and be asked to produce points as well. I think Jeff Petrie will be that stay-at-home defenseman that we've known to come and love, who plays very good, never too high, never too low. Having said all of that... But Gallagher could be your transition captain for Suzuki. I know he's, he's there for a long time, but the way he's playing, Gallagher, I mean, you never know when he's got to get injured and his career is going to end, so... 
give the the seat to Gallagher for three four years, and then yep. we'll have Suzuki ready to be to be the captain. That's a good point. But once again, and so that we don't confuse anybody, your prediction: no captain for the Montreal Canadiens the upcoming season. My prediction: no captain for the Montreal Canadiens for the upcoming season again. Uh, let's do this uh, going forward. All right, let's uh, let's talk again. All right. Okay. Thank you, Tony. It's been a pleasure to All right. uh, to see you in my vacation. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. <laughs> Cheers, Sante, okay. Jonathan Bernier. Right. Now my buddy Cash to see if he can make us some money. I wonder if there's a future on who will be the captain of the Montreal Canadiens. It's time for Sick Bits. Brought to you by my bookie. And you can place your bets on MyBookie. Go to MyBookie.ag slash the Sick Podcast and use code SICKPICKS for 50% deposit bonus. Bet, win, get paid. His handle is at RunMyBets. His name is Cash. Make me some, my man. Make me some. What are you touching on? Some futures? What's up, guys? I, I do. I have a future for you guys getting locked and loaded here for the upcoming NFL season. We're going to the AFC North, one of the toughest divisions in football. We got the Bengals. We got the Ravens, the Steelers, and we got the Browns. The, now, the Steelers, the Browns, and the Ravens, these guys are on an upward trajectory the last few years, especially some three pretty dominant teams, guys. I'm looking to fade the Bengals. It's not necessarily just fading the Bengals. That's uh, Looking at the Bengals season wins under six and a half, guys, that's a bet on the Ravens. It's a bet on the Steelers, and it's a bet on the Browns, three good teams. I don't think the Bengals are going to beat these teams two times. I think they're going to take one out of those six games that they play them. I just don't see them beating. I don't see them winning two games, guys. We're looking. I made all my point spreads for all these games, guys. They're looking at like four or five, six-point underdogs every time they play these guys. Under six and a half wins, guys, I'm getting it at about minus 120. Book that up, guys. I just don't see it happening. Like I said, I made all the spreads. I looked at every single game this year. I have them favored twice by less than two points. Let's say uh, let's say you do some basic math. Both of they win they win one of the two of those games. Even if they win those two games, guys, where are they getting the other four games from? I don't see it. They're not going to be beating the Chiefs. They're not beating the Ravens. I really don't see it, guys. Three wins, four wins. I know there's an extra game in the schedule. Don't fall for the trap, guys. Joe Burrow's been a mess in training camp so far. We've heard all kinds of news about him coming off his injury. It hasn't been good. Tony, fade the Bengals under six and a half wins, guys. I don't really like to bet overs. I don't like the huge, yeah. huge prices only, too. Bengals under six and a half. That's where my money's at. Don't get caught in a trap like Elvis. We're caught in a trap. Until <laughs> then, Elvis has left the building. See you, Cash. I'm Marinero, the Sick Podcast. Until next time. Cheers. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep, Cherry River Hard Seltzer, only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocery and The Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you.